Let me tell you this dream I had. All you people in the congregation were sheaves, and I was a sheaf, and your sheaves stood up, and they all bowed to me. So let's practice that right now, shall we? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. And this, of course, is what brothers who already feel like their dad loves this brother more than them, this is how they feel. And a Joseph... Joseph has got to be bad with facial cues. <laughs> Joseph has got to have really, really low social intelligence because at least one of these brothers, when he's telling them this story about how basically he had this dream where they bow down to him, at least one of the brothers is looking like, say, what? And he doesn't pick up on this and think, oh, maybe I shouldn't share my dreams. But no, he shares another dream, and not only with his brothers, but in front of his dad. And this one includes not only the brothers, but the moms. And, and, and Jacob is like, uh, son, let me, let me clue you in. Uh, he has these dreams. He has this beautiful robe. And it's got sleeves. I liked it better when it said it was multicolors, but it's, it's got sleeves. So when you're going to get down to work, what do you do? You roll up your sleeves. This is a sign that I ain't doing work. I'm wearing sleeves. I'm not rolling them up. And finally, the brothers, after hearing all these dreams and seeing this, say, look, we got enough in the family. We couldn't afford to lose one. This is not a problem. Let's kill him and let's see how strong his dreams really are. Eventually the brothers decide, no, it's more profitous. There's more profit in it if you just sell him into slavery. And so they do. They throw him in a pit and they say, hey, let's uh, sell him for 20 gold pieces or silver pieces. And he, he goes to Egypt. So, were Joseph's dreams true? This is a yes or no. If you know the story, yes. Yes, the dreams were true. This actually happens. We'll get to it next week. What happened to him after sharing these true dreams. Well, that's fair point. Sticking to the story that we've just told. No, 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 no. The story, sticking to the story. I'm not going to hurt you this week by asking you stuff that you didn't actually hear. Today I'm going to be nice. This will not be a pattern. He went to Egypt. He got sold into Egypt. So what happens to dreamers? A lot. This is a story now. Okay, so I'm, this is about as far as I can go without a little help. Okay? I'm warning you, this sermon could get really bad if the answers are bad. No pressure whatsoever. So the question is this. When you read this story, did God 
really kind of want him to get sold into Egypt because he needed to get there? Or did God make something out of a terrible act? What do we think when bad things happen to folk and then there's a redeeming act at the end? Some people will say, and they quote the Psalms, not a sparrow falls, that isn't the will of God. All right? And, and, and there are people who, that's their, that's their orientation, and they say, no matter how bad things are, it's all part of God's plan. And so they really go to bed and they sleep at night. And, and for folks that think this, it really is very, very comforting. Reminds me of a man, um, uh, Leibniz, who said, one thing's for sure, all's for the best. And then Candide comes along. Voltaire writes a little story called Candide. How many of you know the story Candide? And it's a lampoon of Leibniz. And what the character of Dr. Pangloss always says in Candide is, one thing's for sure, all's for the best in this best of all possible worlds. Like, things could be better, but this is the best possible world that could be created. That's the argument. And then terrible things keep happening, terrible things keep happening. So what do you think, when you read stories like this, that God said, okay, I'm going to set this up, I'm going to make this fool so that he's socially clueless, and he's going to get sold into slavery, and eventually I'm going to save people from famine, I'm giving away next week, sorry. If you don't know the story, that's what happened. <laughs> you still need to come back next week because there's some interesting elements. You don't have a Bible. You can read ahead. Always Reading ahead is always good. So what do we think? Did God want this slavery thing to happen? Did God want him thrown in a pit? Was this part of a plan? Or did he get put in a pit and get sold into Egypt, and then once there, God used that for some good things? What do we, how do we deal? And, and this is not an academic question. Because this really talks about what do we think about the God we worship and the God we love and the God we lean on. We trust God. And what does that mean? Does, does God, but, but the question is hard. I understand the question is hard. You see, I am asking for your opinion before I give you mine because I'm no fool. Right? It's not the end of the story. So it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter that he gets thrown into a pit by his brothers, threatened to kill him. He's hearing his conversations about how they're going to kill him before the Midianites come. That doesn't really matter. Or does it? It's just a lesson. I, I'm, I know I'm making a lot of this. But that's part of my job. God is able to bring the... the so Joseph brought the circumstances upon himself because he's socially clueless, and, but God was able to turn that and use it for good. God is always able, and see, that's probably pretty close to my position, that God can always turn the junk. You know, when God gives you lemons, make lemonade. You know, that, but God can do that. You know, God can take whatever and redeem it. With our choices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Joseph, Joseph next week, I mean, the thing is, is Joseph could have decided to be really bitter. And Joseph could have really turned inward, and, uh, but he didn't. He thought God is faithful. 
The dreams are harder later. We'll get to the dreams, that, those other dreams. These dreams are hard to explain. Well, they're, they're easy to understand, but I would say that Joseph, you know, the, the dreams come, I'm, I'm a big believer in intuition, and I think these dreams happen a lot, uh, in that some of us are, are more intuitive than others, and the intuition comes from God, it's, it's part of the way God builds the, the universe. Because for me, is somebody gets a premonition not to get on a plane, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, something's, I feel really bad about getting on this plane, I'm not getting, and they don't get on the plane, and the plane goes down, it's like, why would God give a premonition to one person, not to everyone, I would say that information is available to all, but not everybody has the receptivity to pick it up, that's my way of dealing with this. There are dreamers in this world who, when you look at them, you think, what were you smoking? You know, or, you know, you need a little taste of the real world. You know, my father would always say that when I was in school. Wait till you get out and you get into the real world. <laughs> Anyone ever tell you that? Yeah. Wait till you get into the real world. Are you still waiting to get into the real world? <laughs> Sometimes the world I live in seems pretty fake at times. I never worked harder than I did in school. I tell you. You know, because your life is like the deadline is this deadline and there's no grace. You know, it's, it's, it's work. What do we do with dreamers, though? Do we listen to them? <laughs> yes, no. And I think it's both. After they die. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess he was right. You know? And sometimes we listen, and sometimes we don't. And sometimes we really don't want to hear the dreams. I mean, I had a friend who he left, and he went to Israel, and he said, God has told me that I'm going to go to Israel, and I'm going to convert all the Jews to, to Christianity. And I said, good luck. Bless you. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm with you, you know. Um, not so sure that's going to be a, a realistic uh, goal for you. Um, you know, he was very frustrated six years later that his goal actually did not come to pass. And he gave away all of his stuff. Then he came back and had none of it. Um, that was a lesson for him. Some dreams are just, they're not what we thought they were. And that's a hard thing with dreams. But some dreams are. Joseph's dreams... We're right. Joseph saw what was going to come to pass. And his brothers, because they didn't like him, because he was socially clueless and he was preferred, he was the preferred kid, they couldn't hear it. And I'm wondering how many times you and I aren't able to hear the dream of God's dreamer because of the messenger. Because we don't like the messenger and we want the messenger to be wrong. That happens to me. I mean, sometimes I'll get something that's like, ooh, that sounds really right, but I really don't like this person. I really want them to be wrong. I hate to admit that in front of people. But it happens. I'm probably the only person that that happens to, right? The rest of you are really lovely, lovely folks. 
But every once in a while, it's like, ooh, ooh, that could be true. That could be true. And the fact that it came from your lips and not from my mind really bugged me. My Mary? No, I like, well, mm. I got myself into a lot of hurt last week, and I don't know how many spies she has, so I'm not going to respond to that. I'm assuming she has a couple. Um, yeah, you know, every once in a while, your spouse is annoyingly accurate. You know, I mean, there's been, there's been twice when she has said, you need to do this, and I've said, not doing it. And man, has it been a mistake. And then, and then being the gracious woman that she is, she, she reminds me to reinforce the lesson. <laughs> she doesn't want me to forget. And so a similar situation will come again. It's like, damn it, this time I'm going to be right. And well, not so much. And she reminds me what happened the last time. So yes, yeah, spouses are very, very helpful here. These are, I like these passages because there's so much around the edges that make you think about who it is we believe. What, what God do we worship? Do we, do we worship a God who really kind of seeks to get somebody thrown in a pit, even if it's just to further the story, whether the story just exists to get him to Egypt? But it says something about God that we either have to say, this is either a fiction, or God works this way, or God is able to take what's there, and this is really where I'm at. God really is able to take all of our stupid stuff and there's a, there's, a, there's a passage or there's an image in the Psalms where God gathers everything up that nothing would be lost. And I love that image. That God takes all the fragments of our lives and all of the stuff that doesn't work out and God gathers it up into God that nothing may be lost. And, that's, and it's also the image of the, the two loaves and the fish. Um, and actually, somebody, were, were you the one that gave me the, the joke about the two loaves and the fish, about somebody said, I don't eat fish, I'm allergic to fish, and said, I have celiac disease, so I can't eat the bread? And that's what we would do today. So, you know, I don't eat this kind of fish. I only eat white meat, and this is, I don't know. I'm a vegetarian, right? Yeah, I'm a vegetarian, right, exactly. Dreamers are in our midst, and you may be a dreamer. And I think sometimes what we do with our children is when they are dreamers is we try to squash it out of them. Jacob says, son, no more of these dreams, Really? your brothers are going to put a whooping on you, something awful. No more dreams. I want us to be dreamers. I want us to have the courage when God gives us dreams to say, here's the dream I have. And it takes a community because sometimes a community needs to say, hmm, Let's shift you this way. And sometimes the community can be wrong. But if we dream God's dreams, and it is the early part of the story, Susan, it's the early part of the story, sometimes we get to that back end 
and it's amazing. At that point, we really don't care how we got there. I think that's the point for me. By the time Joseph got where Joseph got, he was picked up by Potiphar, who was an important man, and he rose all the way up in Potiphar's house, and he became the head servant in Potiphar's house, and then his wife hit on him, and he turned her down, and then that didn't turn out so well. Um, In the Bible, there's always a woman involved somewhere. It's just, just saying, there always is. But dreamers have a role in our faith. Dreamers have a role in our churches. Dreamers have a role in our families. Be a holy dreamer. Dream your dreams. Test your dreams. But dream your dreams. And know that God picks up the pieces. That nothing may be lost. And that's good news. Amen.